renew our unity. Sit it with me, renew our unity. I want to talk to you briefly this morning about living together in unity. Say it with me, living together in unity. Psalms 133, verse 1. How good and how pleasant it is when brothers live together in unity. It is like precious oil on the head running down on the beard, running down on Aaron's beard, down upon the collar of his robe. It is as if the dew of Hermon was falling on Mount Zion, for there the Lord bestows his blessing, even life forevermore. Now, in the King James Version, uh, likened to that version, it says, Behold, how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It is like the precious ointment upon the head that ran down upon the beard, even Aaron's beard, that went down to the skirts of his garments. And as the dew of Hermon, and as the dew that descended upon the mountains of Zion, for there the Lord commanded the blessing, even life forevermore. May the Lord add a blessing to the hearers, the readers, and most of all the doers of his holy word. There are more scriptures that I love to read quickly that may be good for you to take home, you know, for uh, Bible study purposes. And that is Amos 3 and 3. It says, do two walk together unless they have agreed to do so? That's the question. Ecclesiastes 4 and 8 said, there was a man all alone. He had neither son nor brother. There was no end to his toil Yet his eyes were not content with his wealth. For whom am I toiling, he asked, and why am I depriving myself of enjoyment? This too is meaningless, a miserable business. Two are better than one because they have a good return for their work. If one falls down, his friend can help him up. But pity the man who falls and has no one to help him up. Also, if two lie down together, they will keep warm, but how can one keep warm alone? Though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. A, three, a cord of three strands is not easily broken. John 17 and 11 says, I will remain in the world no longer, but they are still in the world. And I am coming to you, Holy Father, protect them by the power of your name. The name you gave me so that they may be one as we are one. We're seeing all this unity here that I'm reading. Also in John 17 and 20. Just stay with me. He says, my prayer is not for them alone. I pray also for those who will believe in me through this, their message. That all of them may be one. Father, just as you are in me and I am in you. May they also be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. Verse 22. I have given them the glory that you gave me that they may be one as we are one. I in them and you in me. May they be brought to complete unity to let the world know that you sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me. Hallelujah. Blessings of his holy word. God places the highest value on unity. Do you agree with me on that? There is complete unity in the Godhead. When the people of God come together in unity behind a common vision or a goal, it is a beautiful and powerful thing 
when they come together. And my hope and deepest prayer is that we will become a church unified. Unity may be the most obvious missing ingredient in the church world at large. We may look like we have unity, but unity is a missing ingredient. I submit to you that this whole pandemic, this epidemic, really was about to disunify the body. It was a test for the church to stay unified. You've never seen so much disunity in your life since this pandemic has happened the last two and a half years or so. One church want to do this. The other church want to do that. We can't agree on it. No, God want us to have unity. He said, I came that just as my father and I are one, I want to be one with them. He wants us to be unified. So the winning church has a lot of important parts in, in place to become a mighty force for good. And the most important thing we have going for us is that the hand of God is on us. And one property is, you know, in an ideal location to take advantage of evangelism. And I really believe that, you know, uh, as where we're going, that's the center of the city. But even from where we are right now, I believe that God want to use us in the evangelistic arena. We have a great facility that God has given us and we are learning to use it very efficiently. And we have the most talented, the hardworking and dedicated vocational staff anywhere. We have the most talented members. We have uh, the most educated. I mean, we have some great people over here. God has already blessed us. We are blessed with unlimited potential. I mean, the field is ripe for unto harvest. I mean, it's ready for the labor. We're ready to go out. God has already provided. We are unified under a very clear mission statement and a core values. I mean, we are ready. The winning churches is filled with winning workers. We have a huge supply of energy to meet the needs and serve the community in Jesus' name. I mean, man, listen, we are just pumped and ready to go. All this fire in here, I mean, filled with the Holy Ghost. We are ready to do it. TWC is a redeeming church where in everyone gets a second chance to reach their spiritual destiny. I don't care where you come from. God is standing with open arms saying, hey, I have need of you. God just waiting for you to get in the right place. Because he has need of you. You have set in the background and sat on the bench too long. Are you speaking to me, God? Yes, he's speaking to you. You have sat back with all that great talent that you have too long. It's time to unify. Now make no mistake about it. Great churches are unified churches. Say that with me. Great churches are unified churches. Now, let me just straighten something out here. Unity is not uniformity. 
See, first lady and I, we, we, we got uniformity today. We got red tops and red shoes, black pants. That's kind of like uniform. That's uniformity. But how many of you know that people can have on the same outfits? And just as disunified as they can be. You go to the hospital, the doctors normally have the same white coat on and uniform. And you go in the military, they got their uniforms on. You're a police officer, you're a marshal, whatever you do. Everybody got uniforms. People are looking the same. And that's all right. We need to have that. But that does not mean that you have unity. You mean the military and all y'all have on the same uniform, but they, somebody in there could be a part of the Proud Boys. Somebody in there could be a part of the clan. We have the uniforms on, but we don't have unity. Hallelujah. And the only way we're going to win, first lady, is that we got to have unity. The only way we're going to be great, we got to have unity. Not just the looks, but we got to have the goods. Are you following me? Two weeks ago, Kansas City Chiefs had the game won 21-3. On the one yard line, getting ready to do 28. But they got careless and cocky. And after halftime, I don't know what kind of pep talk they got or what they got. But when they came back, got on the field, there was disunity. All of them had on the red and the white, and they had looking good, and Mahomes was looking sharp as ever. And they just knew that they had it because of what they did the week before the Buffalo. But have you to know, they became disunified on the sideline. Had two players that sitting there fussing and arguing because the ball wasn't being thrown to them. Harmon and Tyreek Hill. They said, well, man, I'm open. Yeah. You know, I'm open. You can't, he's not the only one. He's not the, I know he's a superstar, but he ain't the only one to know how to catch the ball. And then, and then, then they get my home. And, and when they became disunified, When they lost, I was talking to Brother TJ the other day. You know what? People, you, you you hate him all you want to. You hate Tom Brady all you want to. But Tom Brady know how to unify. Never cared for the Patriots. Never cared for Brady too much. But you got you got to give him his props. He can bring some rejects together and cause them to unify. And win a Super Bowl. Did you not know that it's very difficult, very hard to unify or bring unity to a team full of superstars? I would rather have people who don't have superstarism on their mind and on their name because teams win championships. 
superstars want to shine mostly. And if you're only thinking selfish, you are, you'll win the trophies. But you won't have the rings. So if we're going to win in this hour, we're going to have to unify. If we're going to get the people back really thinking about God is the most powerful thing in this earth during this pandemic. This pandemic has flooded the season and flooded the region and made people think that, hey, it's about over. No, it's not. No, it's not. We need to get people to start thinking about, hey, God is still who he say he is. We've got to unify. If you want to be great, we've got to unify. Bible says one accord, same mind, same spirit, same heart. Same, same, same. This side can't be over here speaking and doing another thing when this side over here speaking and doing another thing. One sound, one band. We march under the same beat. Are you following? And don't tell me that we can't unify. Because right now, right now, some of you have been so retired until you about forgot what you did in the military. But I can unify every one of y'all in a few seconds. Hallelujah. Well, my ex-military, I mean, uh, retirees, or if you're active, I, I need some volunteers quickly. Come up here. Volunteer. If you raise your hand, come on up here. Come on up here. I need a mixture of Navy, Marines, Air Force, Army. I want a mixture of everybody. I want a mixture of everybody. Air Force, Marine, if you had to do the... Whatever, just come down here real quick. We don't want the Marines. We we, we won't take them all. Go, don't don't let that. Where are all my women? I, I ain't get that many women. Oh, I got one. I got one. Dr. Brown on there. Ain't got that many. Alright, y'all just make two elements for me. Just make two of them. Just make two. Two lines, brother. Y'all don't forget what elements is, but two lines. <laughs> All right, let's face this way. Let's face, let's face this way then. Let's face two elements face this way. He said, what, what, that's what. there you go. Can hunt. Left face. Right face. About face. About face. If you taller than the person in front of you, tap on the shoulder and move up. You taller, tap and move up. You taller than the person in front of you, tap and move up. If you taller than the person in front of you, tap and move up. You move back while they move up. If you shorter, keep going back. If you taller than the person, keep, that's right, you taller than the person. 
All right. Cover. All right. Left face. If you taller than the person that's in front of you, tap and move up. All right. Right face. I'm going to try this, but I don't know how it's going to work. Start with your left. Forward. Hop. Hip, 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 Right. Hope. About hate. Forward. Hop. Hip, 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 Fight. Hope. Y'all give him a hand. I'm telling you right there. There it is. Y'all give him a hand. There it is. There it is. There it is. They still got it. They still got it. Look at them. They still got it. Bellies and all. Still got it. They still got it. Gray hair and all. Still got it. No hair. Still got it. Short, tall, whatever. They got it. That was put in them a long time ago. You seen them women, they had it down, down pat, didn't they? I don't know if somebody, the women, boy, they know how to do it. They had that thing, boy. Yeah. Huh? Amen. That black girl power? Okay. That Holy Ghost girl power. <laughs> but my point is, is that we got to unify. And we got to do the same if we're going to be powerful. If we're going to go forward in the day that we're in as a church, because there are, some people are making church to seem to be obsolete, that you don't have to have church. You don't have to be the church. The devil is a liar. Now, everybody didn't come up here because I know some of you all, a lot of y'all in the military, you've been the same way. Why? Because you slept, ate, drank all that I just, and, and even more. Because if we, if, we if we had time, we'd be doing razzle-dazzles and all kinds of stuff. Huh? And so, that's because you're being taught the same thing. Now, think about this. There was four different branches of, of services, maybe even Coast Guard. That was represented here. But why is it that all of them could listen to the same command and move from the same command? Did you see how powerful that was right there? So don't tell me that unity is not what we need. And then what we got to understand is that, let me move on, diversity is of a high value for our church, but, uh, but, but in all our diversity, we must be unified. There are people who have diversities in their church, but they're not unified. They're not unified. And you can see it once you go in, get in there. Unity opens the door for God to bless. Say that with me. Unity opened the door for God to bless. In Psalms 133 and 3 it says, For there the Lord commanded the blessing even life forevermore. And so here's what we can expect to happen when we come together in unity. Verse 1 says, uh, God promised good and pleasant 
brotherhood. That's the first thing that we can expect. Good and pleasant brotherhood. Now Hezekiah had 15 years added to his life. This Psalms is called one of the 15 that some believe celebrate each of the 15 added years. And for sure it was one of the songs sung by the Levites in the temple, uh, the temple worship, and it was sung as a responsive song called a Hallelujah. And so the Levites would chant or sing a phrase of the psalm, how good and how pleasant it is when brothers live together in unity. And then the worshipers would respond by saying hallelujah. And so when brothers don't live in unity, it is everything but good and pleasant. So God wants us as believers to live together in unity. Yes, we will have some differences of opinion. Yes, we may not understand each other sometime, but we need to be so unified that we know how to work even our issues out. Even in your home, you're not going to see eye to eye, mama, daddy, you know, husband, wife, but you need to have such a unity that you can work out even your differences. I know I'm preaching good. And so here it is. When brothers don't live in unity, this is what disunity in a church makes God's enemy smile because in time, the lack of unity will destroy the work of God. So when we have disunity, just like we've been having for the last few years when it comes to the church as the law at large, the body of Christ, the devil is around there just laughing and having himself a great time. He feels like his stock has went up. Hallelujah. But how many of you know he cannot ever win? Oh no, he won't win. No one can expect who one can expect unbelievers or even God's enemy to live in unity. It's not going to happen. But Christian brothers and sisters bond together by the blood of Jesus are expected to live in unity. And when they don't, the convicting power of God is diffused and weakened. We have to live in unity. And when, when, when we, we have to choose to stand together. Say that with me, I choose, I choose to stand together. Now, it's a choice one must make. You got to make the choice you're going to stand together. And when and if we decide to become or come together in unity, there is no limit to what can be accomplished. We know this. It will be good and pleasant at least. And so we have two other promises to look at in that unity offers. In verse 2, God pours out his spirit in abundance. Y'all see that in verse 2? Say the oil mentioned in verse 2 is an anointing oil made for ceremonial purposes. Its basis ingredients was oil, olive oil mixed with several sweet smelling spices. So when the Levites led worship, this oil was poured on their heads and it symbolized the spirit of God. It produced a very pleasant smell all over the temple area. And Aaron was the first Levite, so he became uh, the archetype for all worship and worship leaders. And so the major point of interest in abundance of the oil, it ran down their heads uh, into their beards. It dripped 
onto their garments and it was a, a abundant and lavish. And when the church comes together in unity, the spirit of God is poured out in abundance. Just like we just saw just a few moments ago. The spirit of God poured out in abundance. I don't want to miss another church service because I don't know whether God going to pour out his spirit in abundance. I need to be in the midst when the spirit of God is poured out and when it want to run down, hallelujah, all the way down. And when I need something from God, I want to be in the right place, at the right place, at the right place. And so it smells, it fills the temple, and it runs down the head and drips into the beard and get, gets on the clothes of all who are involved. It just gets all over everything. It smells up the entire community of believers and seekers others alike. And it is pervasive. It is impossible to overlook. And so the resource may be tight, but the spirit of God can be abundant in unity. The music might be simple and meager, but when we worship God in unity, the sweet smell of our service rise to the very nostril of God. Can you imagine God stands up in heaven and start clapping his hand because we're sending up the sweet smell of fragrance of praise. No, you can't do it when you're disunified. But when we get with one accord, everybody lifting their hands together. Everybody singing together. Everybody standing together. Everybody singing the song together. Say, but I don't know the song. They got the song up on the screen. You can follow along until you get the song. I mean, we're all unified with one. God pours out his spirit in abundance. Can you say amen? I don't know about you. In these latter days, in these last days, we're going to need God to pour out his spirit upon all flesh. We're going to need God to pour out his abundance with everybody because of the days are getting evil. The days are getting shorter and they're getting evil. So we're going to need God to pour out his spirit in abundance. I'm ready, I'm ready for God to just have a show enough revival. I mean a downpour. I mean totally wet up soaked with the Holy Spirit. I mean people, my God, never thought that they would change like they have changed. God will pour out his abundance of his spirit. Can you say amen? And so then does the lack of unity create the lack of abundance? Does this unity limit the spirits move into the community of believers and seekers alike? Common sense says that unity creates an abundance of the spirit. So let us seek unity. Let us ask God to spend, send it among us. Let us con uh, a covenant together to lay down our lives for each other and to seek the good of others first. Somebody, oh, I don't want to do that. No, but it's not about you. It's about someone else. Let us begin an end to the power of evil to weaken and destroy our testimony. But let us come together in unity and watch the spirit of God fly us to our destiny. Now, Let's you and I look at the last benefit of unity and then I'm going to just take my little seat. It's right here in Psalms, verse 3. God promised that we will exit in a growth-nourishing environment. Ooh, I like that. Mount Hermon is the tallest point in Palestine. It is snow-covered most of the time and, and is the source of the Jordan River. 
So the water that runs down from Mount Harmon, it runs down in the river, and that's where they get their water from. And so when the blistering heat of the summer oppresses the people, they would find cooling, refreshing, or refreshment on Harmon's height. So when that, 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 that water begin to rush down, and then when the wind catches it, they get the breeze because it's so hot down here below the mountain. Down in the valley, it's very hot, but that mountain has, is a resource for them to be to get the cool that they need. Can you imagine the hot summers here in Georgia without air conditioning? This was like their air conditioning. And so the language is poetic because the abundant dew and the rain that fell on Hermit doesn't reach Zion, Jerusalem that is, but what a beautiful picture for this psalm, the hot city of Jerusalem being blessed by the nourishing water of Hermon. So like a tree planted by the water, Hermon promises a nourishing environment, even life forevermore. And so the psalmist is telling us, that when unity is in the play, the environment of the church is one of nourishment. And so people are filled and blessed and happy when unity pervades. And so the promise here is that the Lord commanded his blessing. And so the people of God come together in unity and God brings the blessing. If you really want to see a blessed church when the people come together in unity, I mean blessing, God will command the blessing. That's why God command the blessing of our services. That's why you don't want to miss any one of them. God can't commands the blessing on this house because we come together in unity. Are y'all listening to me right now? I need God to command the blessing on this house. Come on, say it. I need God. To command the blessing on this house and my house. So the people of God come together in unity and God brings the blessing. And so does this unity destroy the nourishing environment of the church? Yes, indeed it does. This unity dries up the stream of water that the tree grows in. It keeps captivity or captives bound in sin. It keeps families in crisis and distress. It allows unbelievers to live uh, under, uh, undisturbed and unaware of their uh, conditions. And so, and so unity has to be one of the church's highest values. I need you to write that down. Unity. Got to be the church's highest value. Don't allow someone to divide us. Don't allow someone to divide you. One of the, one of the, the, the greatest things that the enemy used to bring you this unity and to divide a church is that he uses another church member to get another church member off. Since my tenure of being here as the pastor, almost 30 years, been in ministry, 37, going on 38 years, that's the tactic of an enemy. He'll get a disgruntled member to befriend somebody and get them thrown off so that they can become disunified. That's the old tactic of the enemy. If they use somebody to pull you from, you know that this is your blessed place. And everybody in here done been tested with that. 
You ain't got to tell me. All of us get tested with being yanked out from a place where we know that's where God wants us to be. Just because somebody got to give you a spanking don't mean they don't like you. Your parents had to spank you every now and then. They spank you because they love you. See, now you can go to a church or use a friendly church if you want to that will tell you what you want to hear and stroke your little ego and tell you everything is all right. You know, you sin, I sin, everybody sin, we all right. Or you can go to a church where a real pastor is and they're going to tell you the truth even though it may hurt your little feelings. When you come to church, everything ain't going to be no shout. Sometimes the word going to come, it's going to make you cry. Sometimes the word going to come, it's going to make you mad. Sometimes the word come, and it make you sad. Sometimes the word come, and it make you want to just get all upset and feel like you want to fight. But I'm here to tell you that God loves you enough to tell you the truth. Am I your enemy? Because I tell you the truth. It's called tough love. Sometimes you got to give people tough love. Are you following me? And sometimes when you want to do something, they're going to tell you, no, not yet. And sometimes, you know, just like my grandson, they don't want to hear that. No, not yet, EJ. What's wrong with your lips? Oh, do I take, ooh, do I take the lips out? Oh, let me go get some dough. Let me go get some dough. I'm going to make me some gorilla cookies now. So your face look just like that. Put some dough up there and make, it, make some gorilla cookies. No, Papa, you ain't making no gorilla cookies. Well, what you looking like then? What you want me to make, a smiley or one? Oh, do I would need to make some gorilla cookies? <laughs> huh? Sometimes you have to say no. And no don't mean no always. No might just mean no for the day. See, that's why y'all get upset with God because God told you no, but no ain't no always. It no might have been for just for the day, but you got another day coming. No might be no temporary until you start obeying. Because you can't go no further than your last act of disobedience. Some folk think, oh, well, I didn't do right right here, but I want God bless. Uh-uh, not until you get that right, you ain't moving no further. You ain't moving past your last act of disobedience. You're going to stay stuck right there. And when you start obeying, okay, now move forward. Hallelujah. Oh, that's what that been, Bishop. That's where I am. That's right. That's where you are. Now you got the revelation. Now start obeying, and you can move forward. You got leaders that don't want to obey. They don't want to come and be with somebody else teaching, but when they get, when they get to teach, they want to, oh, everybody come. Call everybody and tell them I'm teaching tonight. So unity has to be one of the church's highest values. Don't allow someone to divide you. Refuse to listen to negative and destructive accusations. Learn to love all the brothers and sisters and to prefer them to your selfishness. Unity brings even life 
forevermore. If you don't remember nothing else, remember this as I close. Disunity is death. Did you hear that? Disunity is death. Anytime you disunify, you have just killed whatever you started. First lady and I, we're one, but if we decide to get divorced and the devil's a liar, we just killed our marriage. Everything that we done work for, we done work through the hard times, the ups, the downs, the in, the out, almost 40 years, 40 years this year, we, we just destroyed it. Marriage is about unity. It's not about how you feel all the time. Get that out your mind. You ain't going to always feel like, you know, ooh, I just have my way all the time. No, it ain't going to be none of that. And when one can't go, that's why we have those vows in sickness and in health. If one gets sick, the other one stands up and say, I got you covered. For rich or for poor, honey, I know you used to work, but your health won't allow you to work. I got you. If I have to go get two jobs, I got you. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that's unity. For better or for worse, things might get better. It might get worse. Don't make me no difference, Prince Lady. I'm here. I'm committed. If I have to push you around in a wheelchair, we just decorate it and keep going. We're going to max that thing out. <laughs> And vice versa, I'm just making, amen. Why? Because we're unified. Church, we got to be unified. Just because somebody leave angered, misunderstanding, don't let them pull you out of your blessed place. If they got to go, it'd be nice knowing you. Thank you for hanging out as long as you could. I can't go with you. I can't go with you. Because if, if I get back out there, I might not come back. I might not get the teaching that I need that will challenge me. Because some of us, and when I say us, I'm talking about myself, we need challenging teaching. Don't give me no sweet water, no sweet cakes. Man, let me tell you something. Give me all that. I'll be a mess. Hallelujah. But this unity is death. So two can't walk together unless they are agreed. Solomon reminds us that a cord of three strand is not easily broken. Jesus prayed for our unity.
And so, ladies and gentlemen, friends and family, unity is very valuable to a church. And you got to seek it at all costs. If the enemy has caused you to be filled with destructive divisiveness, run to Jesus for help. And if the enemy has kept you from the unity found in Jesus through his death and resurrection, I need you to run to Jesus for salvation. And so, if you're like me, I refuse to operate in disunity. I will, I will not allow the devil to use me in disunity. We must be unified. Would you look down your row and wake them up and say, we must be unified. There's no other way. In order to keep doors open for God to bless, we must have unity. He promised good unity and good pleasure uh, in unity. And if we would maintain unity, he promised that he would pour out his spirit in abundance. He promised a nourishing environment, even life forevermore. And so uh, uh, he, we just need to keep the unity. <laughs> Would you say that with me? I just need to keep the unity. He said, he said, I will command the blessing. And I'm glad that he will command the blessing. All we got to do is come together as one. And God say, I command the blessing. Wouldn't it be nice that you and your wife are doing good this week? And God say, since y'all been unified this week, I command the blessing on your marriage. Wouldn't it be good if you, my God, <laughs> uh, you and your boss were getting alone and unified? Uh, God come along and say, I command the blessing on your job this week. Uh, I'm glad that God will command the blessing. <laughs> I'm at a disadvantage. I'm in last place, somebody said. It looks like it's over for me. Don't you don't understand. Bishop, I've been sick. I'm broke. I made many mistakes. I made some bad decisions. I'm in recovery. But I'm here to tell you uh, that God will command the blessing. Uh, would you point down your row and tell everybody uh, God will command the blessing. Uh, somebody say, I lost my job. Uh, that's all right. Uh, COVID has done a number on me. Uh, I'm scared, Brother Bishop. Uh, I've lost so much. Uh, I don't know if I can come back from this. Well, y'all have a good day now. I'm telling you that you're going to make a comeback. This is your time now. Because God will, he will command the blessing. Can you say amen? And I'm glad today to be in a church where God will pour out his abundance. Yes, Lord. Thank you for your abundance of your spirit and your joy. Thank you for your abundance when I don't know 
where I'm gonna get the things that I need. Can you say amen? Y'all have a good day now. I'm glad to be here today. I'm glad to know that I'm in the right place today. It's all about placement for me. And I'm glad to live in unity with my brothers and sisters. Can you say amen? Would you look down your road and tell them, say, neighbor, I'm glad to be living in unity with my brothers and sisters. This is our time now. This is where we need to be in the name of Jesus. It is already done. Can you say amen? Now point down your road and say, as God command the blessing, I command the blessing that it remains on your life, that remains in your house. In the name of Jesus, receive the commanded blessing on your life in Jesus name now clap those hands like you really know everybody stand up I told y'all we're gonna be long everybody stand up God commanded the blessing listen we cannot afford disunity. We like uniformity. I like it. You like it. But we must have unity. Amen. That's because somebody else don't want to come to church. Just pray for them. But don't put that on me. I need to unify with the body. I need to go sharpen myself. Iron, sharpen iron. I'm a little dull. I need to be sharpened. I need to get in the flow of the worship. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God commanded the blessing. We need that abundance on our lives. I'm telling you, you're living in the best time you could ever live. And especially with the attitude and the teaching that you have adopted from what you've been hearing, there's no reason to be sad with your head hung down. Even though tests and trials hit you, you know how to shake that stuff off so that you can move higher in God. How would you know that you could pass a test unless you had one? How do you know that Jesus healed if you've never been sick? How do you know that you're going to get a breakthrough if, my God, you, you ain't, you, you, you're all in. You ain't, you ain't broke out. Huh? God will do what he says. The testimony is, I once was, but now I'm this. Huh? I was once lost, but now what? I'm fine. Huh? Blind? But now I see. So God is going to move that around for you. Thank you, Lord. Some of you in here, 
you'll never be able to go back. I'm sitting on prophesy to you now. You'll never be able to go back to the familiar. You'll never be able to go back from whence you came. You know how it is when you try to backtrack and go back the same way. You can't really make the same footsteps. You can't go back to where you once were. Because where God is taking you now is so much advanced. Until if you try to go back to what you were, it will not work. You cannot pour new wine in old skins. You can't pour new wine in old skins. God is giving you new wine. You're getting a new life. And you cannot put it in old skins. 